authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of short nonfiction for authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. authors. I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with children's author Javita Nielsen and we're chatting about signing your second book deal, timing, keeping hope alive, staying in the game, contracts, confidence and much more. So in my author adventure this week, well, last weekend, I was out with book people for a dinner meeting the fabulous Zanny Louise. Zanny is a well-established children's author and podcaster from New South Wales in Australia. And I also did a workshop with Zanny on the Saturday, which was at the Literature Centre, and that's based out of Fremantle Prison. It's such an amazing setting, and the Literature Centre just holds so many fantastic events. And uh, yeah, definitely look them up if you're local to the area, because they've got loads of things happening towards the end of the year. There's reading conference. There's just so much. So so definitely go to their website and check it out. But with Zanny's workshop, it uh, was like a three, four hour one. There was about 25 of us, big group. And uh, yeah, she shared her wisdom on writing, editing, publishing, uh, pitching, marketing, and basically just overall sustaining a creative career. So, you know, the the advice from Zanny, she's definitely been in the industry a long time. I felt like I learned some things and I also felt like I knew a lot of things as well from being there so that's good. What I liked about Zanny's workshop was at the end she shared about an experience that she had where you know she really just had pumped all her work out to publishers really just had felt really low about how things were and then you know her friend had received three book deal or something like that and she was just like you know trying to be happy for a friend but she felt really low because things weren't really moving for her and then all of a sudden she got like four different book deals at the same time and if you feel, you know, especially with social media, we can put it on. And I know I do with Instagram, especially. It is flooded with authors I know uh, holding up their books. They're all getting contracts, book deals. can just feel like sometimes you're left behind and everybody else looks like they're doing amazing. And you just think, why? Why is this not happening for me? Or when is it going to happen for me? And you, you can feel uh, it can definitely not make you feel very good. But, you know, she just sort of gave some good self-confidence tips there around keeping on going. The same as in the upcoming interview with Javita, she shares sort of inspiration on this subject as well when you can feel a bit low and how to obviously keep living the dream. So for myself, I have felt a bit low this week, actually. I uh, received a double rejection, my first double rejection uh, I've ever had from Larrikin House. So I submitted to them my picture book on Friday and also my first and junior, uh, first chapter of my junior fiction series. And I got the rejection on Monday and that's the quickest rejection I've ever had. And I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing that they have put me out of my misery quite quickly so I can then either submit elsewhere. It's just it's quite 
quite heartbreaking because I feel like my work fits what they try, what they, you know, what they put out. So that was uh, quite hard to take. But yeah, you know, onwards and upwards, it is what it is. So I think because of this rejection, I have been feeling a bit lackluster this week. And once again, finding my thoughts returning to what it means to take a break from writing, you know, when to recharge, people are feeling burnt out or feeling let down or feeling loss or at a loss with their work or things aren't moving, things aren't happening and it all just feels a bit blah. Just there again, but you know, this is this is the part of the conversation that me and Javita have in the upcoming uh, interview and she gives some great tips on how to sort of keep going, push through. But I wonder whether, you know, what you think. Uh, if you're feeling this way, what, what do you do? Is it just part and parcel of the game? You just get back on there? I think I've said in the past when I've had a rejection, I just put it out there again you, then you've got that fresh hope and then, uh, you know, you move on and I think that's the best way forward personally. Or do you think it's, you know, it just depends how you feel. If you're feeling you need to have a break. As I said last week in my intro, there was a friend who hadn't wrote for a long time and they probably felt like they needed that break. And it's probably quite important as well. So I feel like when you're feeling a bit down or a bit lackluster writing, should you keep going or should you take a break to recharge for a while, however long it, it feels? So I'd love to open up the conversation on this post on my the podcast um, on the, my website. So please, please pop a comment in the box about how you, what your your thoughts are here. Also this week, I shared on social media, uh, the Australian Writer Centre blog, if you are keen to learn how to pitch yourself to a podcast, from the, written from the lovely Alison Tate. I featured alongside podcast powerhouses Danny V, Words and Nerds podcast and Valerie Koo, the So You Want to Be a Writer podcast and uh, we share our tips on how to pitch yourself to a podcast, do's and don'ts and, and things like that. That being that this is my 92nd episode, Danny and Valerie's podcasts are really well established they're both into like the 500 600 episodes they've got massive listenerships uh so their their sort of take on things is different from mine but it's also relevant and interesting all the same i will share the link to this blog post on the show notes So if you love the podcast or any of the episodes has helped you further in your author career, you can now pay it forward by buying me a coffee over at buymeacoffee.com slash the hybrid author. Let's all support each other. Jivita Nilsson is a published children's author from Perth who is passionate about writing lyrical fiction and non-fiction picture books. Her stories weave together nature, family, emotions, and the eternal joys of childhood. She also writes fun, rhyming, rhyming picture books for the preschool market. Her first book, Happy Hearts, was published in 2020, and her second picture book will be released in 2025. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast, Javisa. Thanks for having me, Joe. We love to have you. We're absolutely thrilled. So yeah, tell us, how did you come to be a writer and in the children's genre? So writing something um, I've always enjoyed ever since I was a child, but it was 2018, five years ago, that I started uh, focusing on writing for children. So that was the year my mum passed away. And I turned to writing really as a way to, to process some of those thoughts and emotions I had, you know, around her death. And at the time, my two children were both 
both very little. They were both under four. So I wanted to write them a book that would help them understand, you know, the death of a loved one and also to remember their nana because they were they were so little at the time. So yeah, I started at that point uh, writing a picture book and, and researching the children's book industry. And that was really how my first picture book, Happy Hearts, came about. Ever since then, you know, I've been learning and developing um, my writing in that picture book space and also yeah, writing a bit of junior fiction here and there as well. Oh, amazing. It's such a beautiful mm. story. Very sad, obviously, as well. But um, do you guys read that book often still together? Yeah, here and there, my kids will ask to read it. Um, it always feels a bit funny reading your own book over and again. <laughs> but um, yeah, the kids love to get it out. And it's a way for them to remember their nana. So for them, I think it brings uh, yeah a bit of a joy and happiness as opposed to being yeah sad for them. Yeah, no, that's lovely. And I, I love how obviously it's it's helped you as well you know get your feelings out and writing can be quite powerful that way well today's yeah. topic is on signing your second book deal so we'll start sort of with the time process so when you obviously you put out your first book and uh mm-hmm. and then have continued to pitch to put out your second what was the time frame from doing that first book to to now signing your second deal yeah so it's been about four years from signing my first contract to signing my second so Uh, In hindsight, the first book, Deal for Happy Hearts, came about really quickly. I think it was a bit of beginner's luck, um, you know, and maybe the right book at the right time. So when I wrote Happy Hearts and obviously edited it and got it to a point that I was happy with it, I sent it off to about eight publishers. And then it was about three months later that I heard from the children's publisher at New Holland. And she said she loved it and she wanted to take it to acquisitions. Uh, And then it was probably maybe two or three months later that I was signing that first contract. Contract. So that whole process from writing that book, you know, fine tuning it, sending it out to publishers, and then signing the contract was probably only about eight to nine months. Wow. And so, you know, <laughs> I've since learned that's very quick. Um, and in comparison, you know, it has taken me another four years uh, and probably 80 to 90 submissions, you know, to secure my second book deal. Yeah, which is so a much longer process second time around. Yeah, wow. So when you, obviously eight to nine months and then the book came out were you sort of promoting that first book were you still pitching then at that time the second one or were you just sort of not basking in the glory I just feel as if that's not you know um enjoying promoting the first one or were you actually submitting for the second one so I was definitely still writing and and submitting um so it came out in August 2020 and I'd written a few others and I was submitting sort of here or there. But it was probably 2021 that I really started to, you know, pick up in my writing and, and make that concerted effort to to submit and to, to pitch to lots of different publishers. So probably the last two years have been, yeah, really full on in terms of trying to get my work out there. Yeah. And it's just the two years, you know, and it's, it is a huge effort with family, with job, with uh, a lot of life commitments and things, you know, it can be quite a slog so I mean how did you go about uh, keeping momentum I guess and motivation to keep pitching keep putting your work out there obviously two years you maybe had accumulated some rejections and uh yeah. what did you just say before like 80 or 90 yeah yeah <laughs> I guess was that, is, was that for a, a variety of works not just say like one work 
Yeah, definitely. So I've probably over that period of time written 20 or so picture books. So, wow. you know, I've been pitching and and submitting different ones to different publishers. But, you know, it's definitely been a roller coaster ride over that time. You know, I think anyone that's writing would say there's there's highs and lows. So, you know, I've 100% had moments where I've thought about giving up. You know, you when you're constantly being rejected or you're not hearing from publishers with all these submissions, you know, all sorts of things start to go through your head you know you think gosh maybe that first book that I wrote was a fluke and maybe I'm not really good at writing or you know I'm never going to get another contract I'm forever going to have one book so I'm quite an emotional person and I I often really struggle with the rejections, particularly, you know, if I think my book is a perfect fit for a publisher and I don't hear from them, or sometimes I've got to that acquisition stage. So it's almost there and then they've said no. So, you know, when I get those types of rejections, I often have, you know, a few days where I'm really low and I feel like I want to give up. Or there's times, you know, you'll look on Instagram and you see everyone else is getting contracts. And that's <laughs> it's really full of that, isn't it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible for motivation. It might sound a little bit corny, but the thing that just keeps me going, two things is is hope and passion. So I love what I do. I love writing. I love crafting words into a story. And I love the possibility that, you know, my words will one day be transformed into a picture book. And yeah, enjoyed by kids and families. So, you know, whenever I'm in that low point and I think about giving up, I always think to myself, what if that next submission is a yes? You know, what if the next story that I write is the one that a publisher's just been waiting for? It's got to be that passion for the writing. Um, yeah, and just that hope of, you know, finding a publisher who loves my work. Yeah, so that's what, I guess, keeps me going yeah. with uh, coming up against those rejections. I think you've also got to celebrate the small wins along the way. If you get, if you do a pitch and they request your manuscript or, you know, you talk to a publisher and they love your work, you know, but ultimately it might be a no, but just take those little wins, take those positive comments from a publisher and you've got to use those as wind in your sails, I think, to, to keep you going. Yeah, no, that's amazing. It's so interesting. Like, because obviously when you're chasing your first book deal, it's all about trying to get that. And you don't actually have leverage to be like, well, you know, I've been published before to kind of think, well, so that that proves I'm good enough. Or if, if you have those type of thoughts, but to hear you sort of say then because you, you have been published before and then it's taking a lot longer, then you're starting to question that publication. That's that's pretty interesting. But I guess yeah. like when you so if you had work that was getting taken to acquisitions, do the publishers actually, do they let you know that and then they let you know, no, it was actually a no? Yeah, I've had a few that have gone to acquisitions and they've always let me know that they're taking right. it. So there's that yeah. hope. You get really excited <laughs> that this might be, yeah. the, you know, the next book and then and they come back and for whatever reason it's a no. And, yeah, that's that's often probably the worst rejection, um, I right. think, because you feel like you're so close to oh. Yeah. To getting that next book deal but would yeah, that all- be like one of your small wins because at getting to acquisitions is a that's you're almost there you know you're almost there definitely you know at the time it feels really horrible because you feel like you know it's a rejection but you've just got to give it a bit of time and then you can look back on that and say you know that actually was a really big thing to get to that stage so you know there's there's thousands of books that come across editors desks so for yours to, you know, have for them to like that and to take it to acquisitions, yeah, it's definitely a, a win. So you've got to you've got to write all those down and, and keep them for when you're having a bad day. 
Yeah, that's it. And obviously you said, you know, you've written like 20 picture books and they're all out on different submissions and things. Mm -hmm. When do you, do you just keep creating and keep putting work out there or when with certain picture books or when when they're, you're either not hearing from a publisher, the date has passed when you're supposed to hear or you've had a rejection. Do you get back on the horse and continue putting that one out or have you, do you kind of let that sit and move on to the next one or how how's your process yeah. going there? Um, I usually, because I've got a few different books at the moment that I feel, you know, are publishable, you know, are ready to be published. So, you know, I might pick a picture book that might sit with, you know, a particular publisher and it might be there for a few months. So then I'll, you know, either work on creating other picture books or I'll look at some of my other work and submit it to other publishers. So, yeah, it's a bit of a juggle as to I've got a spreadsheet, <laughs> manage it all and, and see where everything's going. But, yeah, a bit of balance between submitting and pitching uh, and then also writing other things at the same time but yeah I usually give it most publishers have on their website um, you know it might be three or four months to get back to you if you're just going through the slush pile so yeah I give it that time and then if I haven't heard I'll submit it elsewhere. Yeah, they're so it's so weird, eh? These um submitting to publishers. Some of them are getting creative where it's like the children's is the first first Monday of the new season. It's like <laughs> just give us a bloody date. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you definitely need a spreadsheet to remember who's yeah. open and, and when yeah. and how. So yeah. lots of reminders on the phone to make sure you don't miss an open. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's good advice. Well, on to your second contract. So is it Cisco Publishing? Is that how you say it? Or? Uh, CSIRO. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not right at all, but yeah. And then from <laughs> New, New Holland, I guess. So the what, what have been the differences there, like with the contracts and things? Has there been much of a difference with anything that you found uh, popping out in the contract? Contract specific, probably uh, no, but I'm still at very um, early stages of the publishing process with CSIRO. Um, so far, it's really been positive. They're very professional, very collaborative, um, which I love. Looks like this book will be coming out in early 2025. So it's about two years from signing the contract to the book coming out, which is a little bit longer than my first book. I think it took about 18 months for Happy Hearts to come out. But I think two years for a picture book is pretty standard. Um, Seems to yeah. be these days. Do they say why it takes that long? I always felt it used to be like a year, but yeah, it feels like it's backing up a bit more, isn't it? A lot of it depends on the illustrator. So um, if they have a really busy schedule, then it might yeah, take longer. So they might not be able to get to illustrate it for another six months. So that's going to push things out. I think it's all, it's printing overseas as well. So there's a whole lot of factors with a picture book in terms of, yeah. And I think publisher lists as well are so busy. They're, they're juggling a lot of books at the same time. So yeah, it's a, a definitely a long process, but worth it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And how, how have you felt signing your second contract? Like, do you feel more confident, I guess, with this experience than, than, and say your first one I don't know to yeah definitely second time around I think I feel much more confident in my knowledge so you know I felt comfortable in making suggestions and asking questions about the contract and the publishing process whereas you know first time around I just had no idea what yeah. to expect it's like and yes 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't really know yeah what my role was and what I should say and what I shouldn't say and so yeah I kind of just went along for the ride first time but have a bit more knowledge behind me so yeah I'm confident in asking questions and suggesting things so yeah that's that's been helpful 
That's amazing. And are you still in the pitching pitching publishers game for all the your other works as well, looking for the third deal? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm always trying to find new opportunities. So I just did a pitch, you know, a couple of weeks ago through the ASA um, Literary Speed Dating and through CYA, I did an assessment as well with a, a publisher. So still submitting through the slush pile as well. I did one on the weekend. So yeah, I'm just definitely uh, trying to get all my different works out there. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And is it rare? Is it rare to get like a two book picture deal or a three book picture deal with publishers? Have you ever heard that? I don't know if I have per se. Um, I have heard of a few people. It might be a series of picture books that they're working on, or um, yeah. So I have heard of a couple of of people that have got a series or a couple of contracts. So that would be the ultimate, I guess. But um, yeah, it's probably more more rare than um, than the norm. Oh, wow. Uh, so do you, you know, you've obviously been at this for a while. Uh, and do you have any advice for authors who are, you know, with their one book? Because for aspiring authors and chasing the, their first book, it's such a big thing to try and break in. But I think that we do forget sometimes like the then what comes after, what comes next, because we're, we're so focused yeah. on just getting in initially. And I, I know a lot of people, it's it's actually quite difficult, I think, to, to crack the next book or, or or unless yep. you get like a two book deal. So do you have any advice for mm. our listeners who maybe have one book out there who are going down the traditional route and, and looking for a second book and are maybe starting to think, oh, no, it's not going to happen for me or it's just taking so long or. The only advice that I can give is just keep going. There's no secret formula. There's no magic pill that's going to get you, you know, your next contract. The only thing that's going to get you there is hard work and persistence. You know, over this period of five years that I've been writing, I've made over 100 submissions. I have like entered my work into competitions. Um, I have, you know, pitched my work. I've done assessments. So I've just kept going, you know, and keep writing as well. Um, um, you know, as I said, I've written over 20 picture books. Some of them, or probably most of them, will never be published. But every time I write a new book, it teaches me something. And you just never know when that book's going to be the right book for a publisher. So, yeah, you just have to keep working hard, keep writing and keep persisting because I truly believe that, um, yeah, if you keep doing that, then you'll get a second contract. Or even if it's, you know, you haven't even got a first, have, haven't got a first contract, if you just keep pushing, keep learning and developing it, you'll get there. I truly believe that. Yeah, oh, that's amazing advice. And uh, you're right, because if, if you stop, then it's never going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, definitely. You do it yourself, but yeah. that's even another ball game as well. Well, it sounds like you've been super proactive with putting yourself out there. And uh, much like yourself, I take the rejections not as badly these days, but in the past, yeah, very down. But I think if you then sort of follow it up with with sending it out again, then that hope floats up again, doesn't it? It's like Yes, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely do that. Every time I get a rejection, I I usually spend, you know, a few hours having a bit of a cry and getting upset. And then I sit down and I do another submission. So that makes me feel a little bit better that I've done something proactive. Yeah, yeah. It's so time consuming as well, though. I would imagine you've got probably a good database of when the publishers are open and and all that sort of thing. And maybe having like a a template for them is a quicker process. But yeah, you've still still they they ask for different things and to tailor it to them. it, It takes time, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. And I find myself, you know, even if I've submitted that book a few times, I'll find myself rewriting my synopsis or rewriting my bio. And so, yeah, it can take a couple of hours every time you 
sitting down to do a new submission. But um, yeah, it makes me feel like, you know, I'm taking a step forward. Um, so sometimes a rejection can feel like a step back, but, you know, just getting yourself out there again, just feels like a step forward. Mm, absolutely. And are you allowed to tell us about the upcoming picture book or not really? It's so secret uh, at the moment. Or... So, <laughs> yeah, so it's a, a non-fiction picture book. Oh. Yeah, sort of, I write in quite a lyrical style, so it's got that lyrical style to it. But um, that's probably all I can say at this stage. Okay. But, <laughs> I'm very excited to yes to see this one come out. That's amazing. And do you do you if you have had a rejection from a publisher, do you then pitch that publisher again with something different, or you're really just looking at where the work fits in? Or um, yeah, definitely. So I've made contacts with a few different editors, you know, through assessments that I've done or pitches. So sometimes, um, yeah, I'll send them work and they'll say, no, this is great, but not particularly for us right now. So. I'll always go back to them and say, oh, I've got a few other things that I've written. What about this and this? So, yeah, definitely, you know, try again with those publishers because um, you never know which one of your works is going to fit in with them. And do you think like going for your second book deal, having had that first publication under your belt has helped you like get get a deal or not really? It's all about the work, isn't it? And what I they want to put think out. Definitely. It's all about the work. So early on, I felt like that would help. Like, I could say mm. in my submissions, you know, I have a published book, but it felt like as more and more time went on I felt it actually felt like it was maybe hindering me you know it's been right. three or four years since my book came yeah. out so some well, that might just be a personal you know self-doubt that I had but um yeah I, I definitely think the editors or publishers will just look at the work on face value and mm-hmm. if you're a new pub um a new author and you haven't had a book out then if it's great work they'll definitely pick you up yeah, no, that's good advice. And I'll just say I another interview I'd done recently and um, with Leanne White from Wild Eyed Press, and she was talking about a book that she received shortly after uh, about, I think it was like a bush, bush book or something like that with koalas yeah. and things. And she loved it, but she just had just put something out like that. And she so she turned that one away. And she said she yeah. saw that book go on to win awards and get picked up with someone else. But for them, it wasn't the right time. Right. It wasn't the right, you know, anything. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. I often think timing is a lot of it. With my second book with CSIRO, timing was a huge factor. So when I spoke with Melinda, who's the commissioning editor there, she talked about, you know, my book coming across her desk and she said it was just perfect timing for what they were looking for at that time. So and she said to me, if it was a year earlier, perhaps we would have overlooked that. But it was, yeah, it was just the right book at the right time. So I definitely think timing comes into it uh, a lot. Yeah, it's amazing. And Meg McKinley, she had said uh, her book, How to Make a Bird, I think that was, she'd wrote that about 10 years ago and literally it only got published. It it was its time like a year or two ago to come out. Like it's just insane. So nothing's ever wasted, I don't think. No, I think, and always hold on to, yeah, there might be a book you have written and it's been rejected heaps of times, but don't don't get rid of it. Sit it there and, you know, it might take five or 10 years, but yeah, definitely it, it'll it's time will come I yes think. it will pay off everything will work out yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the dream yeah, no, that's amazing well thank you so much for your time and expertise Javita. that's been fantastic I think it's really going to inspire and provide hope and, and stuff to our listeners who are trying to get their second book deal as well as their first as well can yeah, you tell us sure. where we can discover you and your books you know in stores or online 
Sure. Probably best place to find me is on Instagram. So my handle is javita.nilson.right and you should be able to order a copy of my book, Happy Hearts, via your local bookstore or online. But you can head to my website, which is javitanilson.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Javita. That was great. Thanks, Joe. So there you have it, folks. They're super inspiring, Javita Nielsen. And I hope wherever you are in your publishing adventure, Javita's words have helped spur you on. And go and check out her books if you haven't already. Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have another loan-a-sold from me, and I'll be chatting further on the topic of preparing for podcast appearances. In light of that blog post, <laughs> I thought I had a, a fair bit to sort of um, include around that as well. So I wish you well in your author adventure this next week. That's it from me. It's bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.